Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Today's, I just love this title, Stepping Away from Who You Are and Into Who, no, Stepping Away from Who You Were and Into Who You Are. 
I love that so much. And for those that don't know me, I'm Kate Bowman. I'm the CEO of Floyd Consulting. My team and I work with organizations to help them build dynamic cultures. So people love coming to work and accomplishing great things together. And so this today's topic is really uh, something really important to me because that is what I get to do for a living. I get to my, our, our organization, we help people grow. We help people become the very best version of themselves. And we also certify dream managers. And today and tomorrow, we are actually certifying 13 new dream managers. And I'm so excited about it because the certification, not only do they learn how to become a dream manager and essentially serve as a life coach for their clients and for their team members, but they're in for a treat because every single person that comes through certification always says the same thing. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how life-changing it was going to be for me because it's two days of transformation. It's two days of learning how to help other people become the best version of themselves and which in turn helps you become the best version of yourself. Paul Meyer said, before you can understand, motivate and lead others, you must first understand, motivate and lead yourself. And so I'm really excited about this topic today, but before I get into it, I, I have to, I have to uh, just throw this out because um, prayers are needed in Florida. Uh, I live in South Florida. I live in West Palm Beach. And uh, for those of you, uh, I'm sure you have heard or watched the news that, um, that a hurricane came through Florida and uh, the West Coast. It's absolutely devastating what's happening over on the West Coast, Naples and Fort Myers and, and those areas and um, the flooding and the destruction. And uh, it was a category four hurricane. And for those of you that don't really know about hurricanes, I do. I've lived in Florida my whole life, but um, it's re they're, they're really scary. And I'm so blessed that South Florida, we didn't really see a lot of that, but um, our friends over on the West Coast, and I know that Mary Lynn is over there and Dr. Dr. Lacey and, and a lot of Breakfast of Champions people, um, Alexander, are, are over on the West Coast. And so please, please just send a, a little extra prayer for, for those folks over there, because if you've seen any of the pictures, I mean, absolutely devastating. And we know what happens, um, how much relief is going to be needed and just how many prayers and, and things to deal with those people and those families. So um, I had to share, obviously, that's been a big part of my world over the last uh, few days. And so um, just wanted to throw it out there. So thank you so much for uh, for those prayers, especially those those friends of ours here in Breakfast with Champions that show up every single day and are in Florida. Um, okay. Uh, stepping away from who you were and into who you are. So I have, I've talked about this before, but I want to share, I want to share this little piece. Actually, I have to find it. Now I have to find it. I was getting all up in my feelings and, uh, <laughs> and, and I lost my, and I lost my space. Um, but I wanted to share this one sec, this one section in this book called Life is Messy. And it's called Mourning the Life That Could Have Been. Mourning the Life That Could Have Been. And it said, in order to embrace the unexpected life, we need to mourn the life that could have been. Perhaps a dream didn't come true. Perhaps someone you loved died. Perhaps you were in an accident, deceived and manipulated by someone you trusted, or you got your heart broken. Whatever the cause, the life you hoped and expected to live is gone now, and all that is left is the unexpected life. Grieving is just one part of the healing process. The five stages of grieving are grieving are denial, anger, 
bargaining, depression, and acceptance. It's a very neat and tidy process, isn't it? The reality, of course, is that life is messy, and we are in intimately aware of that when we are grieving. The process of grieving the life that could have been doesn't end. It diminishes over time and requires less emotional and psychological energy, but the smallest reminder of what you have lost can put you right back there again. And I love this idea of mourning the life that could have been because to some people it seems like it's sad, but it's not. Because in order to become the person who you are meant to be, we have to look towards the future. So many of us, we get stuck in the past. We think about this life that maybe uh, we thought we were going to have when we were younger, and life just didn't turn out the way we expected. But when we are engaged in our life, when the people that are the most engaged, excited, passionate, they believe that the future can be bigger than their past. And they believe that they can do something to influence that bigger future. So when we're walking away from, from who we were to who we are, we have to define who is that? Who is that person? Not that person we thought we were going to be, that person that we can become. And so some things we need to let go of and some things we need to put all of our, our energy into what it's going to take to become that person. And this is why I'm always talking about dreams. Because the dreams in our lives are what help us get through the challenging times. They're what help us see that the future is bigger than our past. If we're constantly looking about in the past, we aren't putting our energy and attention into the future, to what we see, to what we're building. And the dreams that we have in our lives, they push us. They make us strive. We get excited to wake up when we have these dreams, which is why I encourage all of you to create your list of 100 dreams. Because when we write down our dreams, there's something different. Things show up a little differently in life. Because we actually took time to put pen and paper and write down all of those dreams, the psychological, material, uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, creative, we have all these different dreams and all of those different categories of life. And when we focus on achieving those dreams, we don't have time. We don't have time to look back. We don't have time to think about that person we used to be because all of our energy is putting towards the person we're becoming. And what we have to do in order to become that person. I'm so excited. <laughs> For, for one of my clients, because he has been wanting to write a book for years, for years. And we started working together and what coming up with this book. And it's not easy to, to write a book. It takes time. And at the time, he didn't feel like he was a great writer and he really wasn't making the time to, to sit down and, and show up and do the work. And he just wasn't. Which, which is what you have to do when you write. And so a year and a half later, and guess what? This man has written a book and he just shared it over on LinkedIn because it launches next month. And, and, it, and uh, I felt so grateful. He, he tagged me in this post and he said, Kate, your encouragement, prodding and coaching got me over, through and around and under numerous hurdles and excuses for not writing or not writing enough words each week. Thank you. And it just warmed my heart. And I thought, oh my gosh, I got to see this man's transformation. 
This man who was not as confident as he should have been to write this book, and he did the work. He showed up and he did the work every single day, and he wrote and he wrote some more and he wrote some more. And then he got help. I, I, could, I, um, I introduced him to a resource that, that helps people to publish their book. And so he took the manuscript and they helped him make it better to polish it up, to make it something he was really proud of. And now he's publishing this book. And as many authors know, if you've written a, a book, he said, so I'm publishing my first book. And he's saying that because now that he's written one book, he's so excited to write another book. And I experienced the same thing when I finished my book and I'm already working on my second one. But it took a while to become the kind of person for him to say, I'm not a writer, I'm not an author, to now I am a published author. And it was because of that dream that he had. He had this dream of writing the book and it finally he finally took those baby steps to make it happen every single day because it's those, it's those small steps every day that add up over time, over time. And that's why it, it, it's, we, we talk about the basics here sometimes in this room and sometimes it's just getting back to the basics. We, we tend to overcomplicate things. When we want something in our life, we want this we want the perfect relationship. We want a, a, a thriving, successful business. We want everything to work out all every single day the way that we want it to, but it doesn't work out. It doesn't work that way. We have to get caught up in the messy middle because the messy middle is where the tears are shed. It's where the muscle grows. It's where we have to do the work in order to become that person. You don't just automatically become that kind of person. And it's not fun. The messy middle is not fun, but you know what is fun? When you think about the person that you were, and then a year later, you think about the person that you've become. Now you've either changed or you haven't. If you have the same dreams that, that you did a, a year ago, what are you doing? Because you should be knocking off some of those dreams and, and, and dreaming bigger and putting new dreams on your dream list with yourself, with your family. And so often I see, I see in my clients so often that, that one of the reasons, uh, in fact, I just had a, 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 a girl on my, on my podcast episode. I have a podcast called Create for No Reason. And, and one, of the, one of the things that we were talking about, uh, we talked all about creativity and how to follow your creative breadcrumbs. And, I, and she, she does some coaching. And I asked her, what is the, one of the biggest reasons why people aren't really pursuing their passions. And she talked about a couple things. Of course, we all know perfectionism and imposter syndrome, but what it really came down to was ego. And what it came down to was caring what other people think, which is so interesting because uh, this week in my newsletter, I, I wrote the title of my newsletter uh, on Sunday was care less, care less. And I said, do you ever find yourself worrying about things that don't really matter? So many of us waste our energy wondering what if, or if only. We spend hours thinking about what someone else thinks. Spoiler alert, they're thinking about themselves, not you. We procrastinate taking action on a passion project because we're worried we may look stupid. We overthink or overanalyze our way out of doing the one thing we should, taking action. So let's care less. Care less about what others think of you, the past, looking a certain way, being perfect, being liked, rejection, mistakes, 
material possessions, having more, being right, hustling, having it all figured out. Care more about being you, your future, helping others, your health, your relationships, experiences, your dreams, love, compassion, possibilities, your journey, impact, peace. I almost wrote love in there again because love, love yourself. When you love yourself, you can love others that much more. And when you show up every day with love, things look a lot differently in your life. So what do you need to care less about to live a happier, more fulfilling life? What do you need to care less about so that you can step away from who you were and into who you are? What is that? What does that look like? One of my clients, I am so, I'm so freaking proud of them. (laughs) I'm so proud of them because they have some big dreams and, and a couple of them, of course, if you know me at all, you know I love journaling. In fact, on, on top of the page, you can see my 77 journaling prompts. And I use journaling a lot with my clients. And specifically, I give them journaling prompts to, based on whatever it is that they're going through, whatever it is that we were talking about in, in our session that week. And I give them journaling prompts. Now, she has been loving journaling so much that she's been doing it every day for at least 15 minutes. And she does it at nighttime. And one of her dreams, and this is a dream of, of many people, but she, she has this, uh, something she's really working on is this fear of failure and the, this idea of success and what that looks like. And as she, as she journals, she's realizing how ridiculous some of the things are that she worries about. And I'm like, oh, can you relate? Can you relate? Like, how, how often are you spending energy worrying about the most ridiculous things? Who cares what someone else thinks about you? And again, we care, and they're not even thinking about us. Or when, when someone calls, and, and if you're a leader, you know, you can get this. In fact, my team, I still laugh because sometimes my team, uh, if, I, <laughs> if I message my team and I'll say, hey, pop into my office before you go, immediately... Sometimes they'll think, oh gosh, what did I do wrong? Like already worried that they did something wrong. I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and I know, and, and I've been there. I've been there before as, as, as well. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we worry about the, <laughs> the silliest things, things that don't come true. Or we, we think about what is this person thinking? And we think about all of the different scenarios that this person might be thinking about a situation that we've been handling or dealing with or how they think about us. And again, they're not thinking about you. It might have absolutely nothing to do with you. If someone on your team was a little bit hurtful to you in some way, it might have absolutely nothing. If they snapped at you, it could have nothing to do with you. They could be dealing with a sick child at home. Because everyone has their own life. Everyone has their own things that they're dealing with. And so what do you need to care less about so that you can get back to doing your work? To doing your work to help you become the best version of yourself. To help you stay focused on your life and your dreams, not what someone else is doing. So in Dream Manager, we have... uh, 
24 sessions and we go all through the every single time we meet with one of our clients we go through a different sec a section and this this week i am heavily on some of my clients on have we're heavily on the genius of your personality and that's what we're we're really digging into today uh, or that's what we're digging into um th this week at session number uh five and I have them take a personality assessment. So have you ever taken a personality assessment? Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, DISC, Profile, like uh, there's there's so many personality assessments. And we use Myers-Briggs um, at Floyd. And although, you know, they're all good. They're all good because as long as you actually leverage them and use them. And so we get to talk about each individual's genius of their personality. And what I recognize is that sometimes people really lean into their personalities and some people are really harsh on their personalities and they, they're always focusing on what it is that they think they need to do better. And so my question to you is, well, first, have you taken a personality assessment? If you haven't, I encourage you to do so. You can Google free Myers-Briggs or free Enneagram and take that assessment and start to dig into the genius of your personality a little bit. Discover what it is that you do really, really well. And think about what pieces of your personality do you really appreciate? What pieces of your personality make you you that help you become the best version of yourself? How do you, how can you use the genius of your personality to step away from who you were and into who you are? Embrace your imperfections, embrace the person that you are and the qualities that you have and lean into them even more. I wanna ask you a couple questions. You can use these as journaling prompts as you, as you think about the dreams into your future and, what it, and who you are striving to become that best version of yourself. And one of them is what personality strength do you celebrate most? What personality strength do you celebrate most? This is kind of like your superpower. What is your superpower? And when we can lean into our superpower, we can become the person we are. Because that is a gift. Your superpower is a gift. It's the, it's the, the gift that was given to you and only you that helps you stand out. And we can't shy away from that. It's inside of us for a reason and our, and our gifts, they help us become that best version of ourselves, especially the more that we get to lean into it. And how can you, how might your personality type impact your conflict style? How might your personality impact your conflict style? How do you deal with conflict? Not only with other people, but how do you deal with conflict in your life? When you are dealing with a conflict, a challenge, a difficult decision, do you shy away from it? Or do you press on and move forward? And how can you adjust that so that if you're dealing with conflict, if conflict is something that is, is prohibiting you from becoming the person that you are, what is one thing you can do to lean in and step into conflict in a different way so that you can embrace the messy middle, you can embrace the uncomfortableness of the unknown and really come out the other side 
the person that you're meant to be, the person that you're becoming. And what's so cool is that we get to become every single year. Think about every single year if you decided that you're going to fiercely go, you're going to fiercely pursue all of your dreams. If you did that, the next year, I bet your dreams, the dreams that you put on your list would get a little bit bigger because you're flexing that muscle. You're gaining new skills. You're becoming a better version of yourself every single day. And so I mentioned that quote at the beginning uh, from Paul Meyer that said, before you can understand, motivate, and lead others, you must first understand, motivate, and lead yourself. Are you leading yourself? You know, I know a lot of you are, are coaches. A lot of you help people. And coaches need coaches, right? We hear it, we hear it from, from everyone in this room. We hear, we, talk, we hear Glenn talk about the coaches that he has and, and Bill Hauser and, um, and David Hill. We all, everyone here and Lolita, we all talk about the coaches that we have in our lives, our, our mentors, the people that help push us because great coaches need great coaches because we're constantly learning more and more about ourselves and who we are. And the more that we get to lean into that, the more we get to deal with uncomfortable things. I know years ago, I was, I hated conflict. I, I would, I would get out of situations quicker than, quicker than I should have just because I wanted to get out of it. And I, I didn't want to deal with the feeling of being uncomfortable. I didn't want to deal with having to have uncomfortable and difficult conversations with people. And today I'm not going to say it's super fun to deal with conflict, but I definitely deal with conflict differently. And I, I look at a really difficult conversation in a much different way. I look at it as a really interesting challenge. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, and it can be fun because it's a way for me to flex that muscle. And the, the more comfortable you are in your skin and the more comfortable you become with other people and the more that you come from a place of love, those difficult conversations just go, they, they have a different feel, especially when you lead a team. When you lead a team, if you have to have an uncomfortable conversation with a team member because maybe they're not really uh, doing the work the way that they, that they need to be doing, or when you recognize that maybe they aren't showing up to their full potential, those can be difficult conversations to have. But when you come from them at a place of love and when you understand yourself and when you understand the, how you are communicated, how, how, how you come across, you can have those better conversations and discussions and ultimately build better relationships with individuals. So get to know the genius of your personality. And if you've taken a personality assessment in the past, revisit it. Revisit it and, and take a look at what are those strengths that you have? What are the strengths that you have and how can you lean into them more? Maybe there's strengths that you have that you that you and and you so wish that you had different strengths, and that's okay. And and you can absolutely work on some of the weaknesses that you have. If there's a skill that you really want to gain and get better at, that's amazing. That's awesome. Put it on your dream list, and take those one those small steps every single day. But don't discount and don't disregard the genius of your personality. Don't disregard the genius of who you are. Because those gifts are inside of you for a reason. They help you 
become who you are meant to be. And so I get a, a couple minutes of extra time today because uh, Dr. Janie Lacey, uh, as I mentioned, I know her family is over on the West Coast and, and I, I believe she is, she is not at the time, um, thank goodness, but uh, she's dealing with uh, a lot of, it's a, it's a very emotional time. Um, and so uh, Lolita and I get to kind of take that time. So I'm passing the mic over to Lolita at about 7.15, but we have about 15 minutes or so to, to chat about the genius of your personality, but I really wanted to open up the floor and hear what some of you have to say about this message of about, about whether it was about mourning the life that could have been, or maybe there's a piece of your personality that you really need to lean into, or maybe you just wanna share, what do you need to care less about? What do you need to tell us about? Okay, I hear, I hear someone. Hello, Hello, Kate. It's Dr. Tangie. I always love your segment so much. It's so great to see you and hear you this morning and be amongst the Breakfast with Champions family. Uh, I, I love this. You spoke about the word becoming um, at the very beginning, and I do believe that we are in constant um, transformation. And I started this show called Becoming Stylish and Fit. It's a show that I do on Sundays, on, on Facebook and such. And for me, it is, I'm constantly revolving and, and seeing a new part of myself and a new part of my personality. And I encourage everyone to do the same. I always say that when you grow older, you reveal a new layer of purpose and beauty. And if you can embrace that and always know that you are in constant moving. And when you begin to discipline yourself in further areas, as far as wellness and you wear your purpose really um, like a beautiful cloak. And so for me, uh, that word becoming was so rich and it's such, it's one of my favorite words. And so I love that you use that. And especially in our purpose, personality, we get to see different parts of ourselves. That's the beauty of living and learning and growing. So thank you so much, Kate. Love your segment. Oh, thanks, Dr. Tanji. And yes, I love that word too, becoming. And uh, Michelle Obama, that's the name of her book, Becoming. I'm like, oh, brilliant. Brilliant title for a book too. Um, I love it. Well, Dr. Tanji, always wonderful to hear from you and to hear your beautiful voice. I did hear somebody else on mic. I don't know who it was though. Uh, it was me. Oh, is it Cecilia? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, so I really resonated with what you were saying, and I just want to say that, um, yeah, I really love the word becoming because it's kind of like a constant state of just becoming different versions of yourself. And for me, I'm kind of just in this process of self-discovery. Um, I have really been trying to embrace my authentic self and overcome a lot of my fears, and I feel like so many people actually fear their true selves because to be your true self your authentic self is really to be vulnerable with yourself if you really want to change and be the person you truly know you are on the inside you really have to unlearn a lot of things and really face your fears and accept all parts of yourself and release them because to truly release something you first have to acknowledge it to feel it and then let it go and for me just even being here on this stage is such a big accomplishment I've actually really have been facing my fears. I honestly have never saw myself coming this far in life. Um, right now, I'm actually in the hospital, and 
I almost died a couple weeks ago because I got an infection and I got um, sepsis. My body went into sepsis and then it happened again. I got another infection, so I'm back at the hospital. And it kind of just bring up a lot of old triggers with my health because I actually struggle with uh, rare chronic illness. And I feel like to really become a newer version of yourself, you really have to detach from old values, belief systems, and knowing that you aren't your pain, you aren't your fears, you aren't your past, you can't change or control the past, but it's what you do with it that actually matters. And we aren't our emotions, we aren't our pain, our fears, our trauma, but simply a part of our journey. It's simply a part of our experience. And I feel like to truly embody who you are, you have to embrace both ends of the spectrum in life the happiness and the sadness, to really understand yourself. And yeah, I'm honestly just so proud just to do this because my social anxiety used to be so intense. I honestly never thought I would have the courage to do the things that I am doing today. And I'm just so proud of myself. The moment that I chose to really work on myself, to really embrace my fears and my trauma and really face them is when I finally felt the most free and it's not an easy process I feel like a lot of people actually spend their whole lives running away from who they truly are because you really have to face and accept things and acknowledge things that a lot of us don't want to or it's very difficult to and because it's uncomfortable growth and becoming a new version that you're not familiar with is uncomfortable a lot of people even though it's painful choose to stay in their comfort zone because it's what they're used to or it's all they ever have known and I feel like it just takes a lot of self-compassion a lot of just being patient with yourself kind with yourself but also taking accountability and just going one step at a time and you'll eventually get where you want to go as long as you keep believing in yourself and you don't give up and it's a lot of work to really become different versions of yourself and it's it can be painful because the old version of you has to go for this new one to come in you have to make space for it and when I really started to embrace this new version of myself I lost a lot of friends I lost a lot of close relationships and felt very isolated but I realized that they no longer serve me because I'm new this new version of myself I don't no longer relate to the people I used to relate to it changes a lot in your life your entire life mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just what I really wanted to share. Awesome. Cecilia, well, you're awesome. And I would never have known that you were anxious at all to to unmic. You have a beautiful voice. And thank you so much for sharing. And um, my prayers go out to you. I hope you continue to get better. I'm so sorry to hear that you're in the hospital, but you sound like you are in good spirits and uh Thank you so much for unmiking. We so appreciate it. And this is what's so great about this room is that every single person that gets to unmike and share has has an experience and has something that they've gone through and are going through. Um, and I love that you mentioned about the friends, right? Like when you become, when you start to become this different version of yourself, then yeah, you your life's going to change. And some of the people that you hang out with um, are going to be different. We have to, when you become a different person, your friends, uh, your friend group can absolutely change. You kind of step it up. And that's what I love about 
this room is that we get to be part of this incredible community and find other people that are going after their dreams, that do believe that the future is bigger than their past, and that we can all help each other and work together to pursue our dreams and becoming the person that we're meant to become. All right, who else would like to share? Grand Rising, if I may. My name is Bella. Hi, Bella. Hi, I just wanted to quickly say, I love it, I love it, I love it. I sincerely mean it. I'm, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and my voice is hoarse because I'm tired in the flesh, but not in my spirit. I'm just publicly saying thank you because I didn't have any of this. Um, I went through my journey really, really alone and with my creator. My creator is God. I'm just saying this professionally. And I'm saying it publicly people in this room i just started in this room and i'm like intoxicated so i just wanted to say i stand with this with this clubhouse with this space because it's it, it definitely makes your journey honestly a little easier but we all know right that you have to do the work so just think of me as the other side and i'm just want to just publicly say again after 20 years of doing this thing call life and my truth to have a room that I could come in and share. It's just unbelievable. So thank you very much. I yield the mic back to you. Oh, thanks, Bella. Yeah, it's so, uh, well, we're happy that you're here and so happy that uh, that you are up here on, on the stage with us. And yeah, it's so, it's awesome when you feel like you have found your people, right? Like you find your people and who else is waking up at five in the morning to to listen to uh, <laughs> to motivation, inspiration, education? Most people are not. And so when we get into a room like this, it reminds us that, okay, people like this do exist. So much of the world, uh, just so, so many people are unhappy. In fact, I just started reading this book and um, from Gallup, and it talks all about unhappiness and they were doing they, they've done a lot of studies on unhappiness and it's really a book for for leaders and, and companies and organizations and and the book talks all about how as a leader what do we look at what do we focus on we're focused on roi return on investment we're always we're trying to get better at our metrics and revenue and and bottom line and that's what we're always focused on but what about happiness what about happiness what what happened to caring about how happy your people are only by having happy people will they feel fulfilled and will they be more engaged in in the work that they do only by having engaged team members can we actually accomplish great things and now this i'm talking about an organization but this goes for anything right this goes for your family this goes for your relationship you can't have a, a healthy thriving relationship if one person is engaged and excited about the relationship and the other person doesn't care and the other person is is not really feeling fulfilled and showing up in a, a much different way. You get to support people in doing that. So it's your family, the same thing with your family. These things are are interrelated. I mean, that's what our philosophy, and I've, I've said this many times in this room where where we believe that your organization can only become the best version of itself to the extent that your people are becoming better versions of themselves. And the same is true for, for, for your family, for your friends, for the relationships that you have and for, for yourself. 
And so we have to, to do whatever we can do to become that better version of ourselves. Okay, we have room for about a couple more, maybe like two more people if you want to share a little 30 or 60 second share around this topic of becoming the person that you're meant to be. Um, if you want to unmike, and if you don't, that is totally okay too. Okay. Um, well, again, I have these 77 journaling prompts up top, as I, as I mentioned many times, journaling is really an impactful way to change your life an impactful way to help you become the best version of yourself, to help you become the person who you are and lean into your strengths a little bit more. And so I encourage you to take those, uh, those journaling prompts. And I, I also send out a, a newsletter every Sunday and I share five ideas to inspire you for that week. And so I share a book recommendation. You guys know me. I love my books. Uh, I share a book recommendation, I share a quote, I share a journaling prompt, and I usually share, oh, and I usually share a podcast episode, and then I also share something fun that I've discovered, something interesting, whether it's an article or a movie, a video, a song. Uh, I've been sending out some songs recently that have really inspired me as I'm doing some of the work that I am doing, and so would love for, would love to hear from you guys. I actually really love uh, when I send out an email, I love when some of you message me back. It makes me so happy. I really enjoy hearing how, what kind of resonated with you in the messages that I send out. So thank you so much for those of, the, of you that have sent something back to me. And uh, I did want to share one thing because I'm very excited about this. So I am, again, I'm the CEO of Floyd Consulting. And we get to do a lot of work with organizations, a lot of work with leaders. All of the work that we do is really set, uh, is really around Matthew Kelly's books. Uh, he has a book called The Culture Solution. He has a book called The Dream Manager. As I mentioned, we certify dream managers. If you are a life coach or if you are a coach or, and you are looking for an actual curriculum to use with your clients, or if you are a leader, if you lead a team and you're looking for an employee in something to help employee engagement, employee retention, uh, employee recruitment, then please reach out to me. would love to chat with you about the Dream Manager program. It really is a phenomenal program that supports your people. It helps them become the best version of themselves. It helps them discover what their dreams are and how to pursue those dreams so they become more engaged in their own life and then in turn becoming more engaged in the organization, which helps everyone thrive. So would love to chat with you about that if you are interested at all. And the next, uh, so Matthew wrote a book with Alan Hunt, who is another incredible human, and it's coming out uh, next month, but it's all about the fourth quarter of your life. And so if you are someone or you know someone uh, who is going into that fourth quarter of life, which is really, uh, he kind of defines it as uh, 60 and above is really your fourth quarter of life. Uh, but I will tell you, I started reading it because I got a, of course, I got a copy of the manuscript and I started reading it and it is so good. It's a fable. So it's a really easy read. But what I really love about it, no matter how old you are, you know, people have read it that are in their 20s and people are reading it that are in their 60s, 70s and 80s. And no matter where you are in life, it helps put things into perspective. It helps us realize and recognize that, okay, we, are, we, we have these different phases of life and, and every phase, something is a little bit more important to us. And what is that? What are the dreams that you have for yourself? 
during this phase of life. And so think about your life in quarters. Where are you? Where are you in, in your life? Are you in the first quarter, second quarter? quarter, third, or fourth quarter, and no matter where you are, you get to continue to grow. You get to continue to, to thrive. And that is what is so exciting is that as you're becoming, we're always becoming. As long as you are here on this planet, you have an opportunity to pursue your dreams and to become the person that you want to be. So I am so grateful to be able to spend Thursday mornings with you. It is such an honor, such a, a, a privilege to be part of Breakfast of Champions. I absolutely love this community. Thank you so much for, for being here. Thank you always for listening to me. If there's anything I can do to support you, help you, guide you along your way, especially when it comes to the dreams that you're looking to fulfill in your life, I would absolutely love to be part of that. So please message me over on Instagram. And... Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.